Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Something that is very popular currently with people who seek to optimize their overall well-being is microdosing, the practice of taking a subperceptual dose of a psychedelic substance. Many swear on the mind-enhancing properties of, say, psilocybin mushrooms. In today's episode, we will speak about microdosing benefits, how microdosing can reprogram our neural networks, healing with psychedelics, and how to avoid a so-called bad trip. My guest is Bijulia Finney. She is a brand stylist, psychonaut, and holistic guide specializing in visionary life design for conscious entrepreneurs and couples. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized Podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. Bijou, I am so thrilled to talk to you today. Thank you for making time. Welcome to the Superhumanized podcast. Thank you for having me. I've been excited about this. And so, you know, this, what we're going to talk about today is also a very exciting topic. It's gotten a lot of traction and interest in the recent past in the media. So many people are opening up to it. We're talking about profound healing facilitated by psychedelic and you yourself are actually a trained psychedelic facilitator mm -hmm. can you let us know a little bit about your background and also what inspired you to go down this path mm -hmm. yeah I originally was an entrepreneur myself I owned a boutique and Then that kind of led me to the love of content creation, just because I had to create so much content myself for my business. And I just loved telling people's stories. But I realized that a lot of business owners, especially entrepreneurs, have a lot of mental blocks when it comes to them preparing themselves to tell their story or getting burned out or so much stress. So I really became interested in supporting entrepreneurs on their journey. My business partner and I in the video production company ended up creating a, a documentary called The Gentleman Driver. And it was a documentary about how these super high-powered businessmen were moonlighting as um, race car drivers. And when I interviewed them, I saw that They were extremely powerful and well-to-do, but they still had the same mental blocks. They still suffered from imposter syndrome and burnout and focus. And so that's when I realized, um, what can I do? What can I do for myself to optimize myself? What can I try that I can hopefully be able to share? And so I really got 
interested in biohacking and I tried all the supplements and all the wearable technology. And that's when I really started seeing all the Silicon Valley guys utilizing psychedelics and especially microdosing to be able to see their worlds from different perspectives to be able to problem solve and innovate. And I got a little bit interested in it, but I was extremely apprehensive. So I did a lot of research and I couldn't really find anyone to help me to hold my hand. And this was five years ago. So I really turned myself into a guinea pig. I was under a mentor who was a grower at the time. And I really just tiptoed my way into it. And I became very comfortable with it at first, just for microdosing for the things that would help my business. But then eventually some deep healing came from the bigger trips that I was experimenting with. And that was eye-opening and heart-opening to me in a way that I can't really explain. And I got so passionate that I started sharing it with everyone. And that's when I was like, okay, if I'm going to talk about this openly and help people, I have to do my due diligence and go get training. So I did the clinical training. Um, but not in the US. And then I did training with a shaman as well, just because I wanted the spiritual component of it. Because I feel like me personally, I I really love the ceremonial aspects to some of the the work. So yes, I've I've patterned together a bunch of my trainings to, to now get to here. And I'm currently doing therapeutic coaching for entrepreneurs, especially, but also couples just because as your relationships affect your your business as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And just so the audience can learn a little bit more detail, when you're talking about microdosing, which compounds specifically were hmm. you working with? Psilocybin. Uh, I definitely have experimented. I've done most psychedelics at this point. I've definitely tried LSD microdosing, but I really prefer mushrooms. I also really love a microdose of MDMA and psilocybin together for couples therapy. But yeah, majority of the time when I'm talking about microdosing, it's definitely psilocybin. Mm-hmm. And I really love and respect that you chose to go down the route to get the therapeutic training. I think it's so important, whichever medicines uh, or kind of healing we give and share with the people to come to us and trust us with their well-being and to help them sometimes out of bad situations, to actually be able to function within a framework that is also reliable. I've had friends who did the uh, MAPS training here in the US, and I think the preparing for and then also the integration after an experience with any of these compounds is so crucial. I also to have somebody who can guide you through that. I myself experienced this here with ketamine. I became a big believer in ketamine infusions. It helped me not just to deal with slash manage, but actually experience some profound healing with regard to lifelong anxiety that I had been dealing with. And I also hear from people I'm very close to how uh, them experiencing working with some other psychedelic compounds like yourself with psilocybin or also ayahuasca has helped them have breakthroughs and basically blast through blocks, blockages, and also to really heal and not just numb symptoms. And 
I like that you uh, focus on helping entrepreneurs, some of the uh, most um, creative and assertive on the outside people, sometimes really on the inside, still suffer from a lot of things that hold them back from fulfilling their full potential. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are saying that psilocybin mushrooms remind us of our power. Can you explain that, please, Bijou? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed from my own experience and now working with clients that one of the things that I love the most, not only that it helps you get far enough away from yourself to get perspective, but also it empowers you. It it makes you feel like you have the potential to go as far as you want to go or to heal in the ways that you want to heal. It stops allowing for you to assume that you have to buy this or do that to, to get where you want to go. It really helps you to just go in, internal and figure out uh, what you need to do to get the goals or the healing that you would like to get to. And yeah, I think you're right about entrepreneurs. I feel like entrepreneurs need so much support that they don't typically get because I'm sure as being one yourself, there's so much stress that you deal with and you need to be creative and stress kills creativity. So how are you supposed to move forward with your business if you're constantly like stressed out about how crazy the world is. Yes, indeed. And I think, you know, what I also experience often dealing with people who seek healing via the dissociative, which is ketamine, which we offer here at Gateway Clinics, is that there are people who come for really quite heavy and and, and severe conditions such as anxiety, PTSD, depression, or chronic pain. And so on the one side, and I also know that psilocybin has and the studies that are being conducted at really renowned universities around the world right now, as well as from total information that we have now can also find online or if we're blessed with an eclectic circle of friends, such as I assume you are and I am, I get it firsthand from people who have actually also experienced these, you've experienced it yourself. And so the one side is the healing that is to be experienced. And the, the other part of it is actually optimizing, having a fuller experience, whether that's a fuller, better physical experience, connecting more to your body, an awakening of the senses, whether it's more mental acuity, focus or creativity. So I really think it's very interesting that we can use these compounds for healing and we can use them also for kind of a humanity to owe. And I think the latter is especially where microdosing comes in. For those in the audience who have not come across that term yet, Bijou, can you explain what microdosing is and what the benefits are? Before I go on to that, I just love how you stated that because it's so true about like somatic healing. So a lot of times with uh, psychedelics, you can actually like move a lot of your trauma to where it's either purging that energy through shaking or crying or breathing to where you feel much lighter and you connect deeper with your body. So your experience in life just opens up in so many ways. And yeah, I, I think you just hit the nail on the head with how important it is to be able to 
utilize these compounds in the psych- in a therapeutic setting so you're supported in doing that correctly so you don't go through all of that without getting some real change happen in your life and to get to microdosing i i love consulting people on microdosing just because they need a lot of support figuring out the the perfect dose to where that they can still like focus and function. So a microdose is such a minuscule amount that you would be able to go about your life. You would have your Zoom calls. You could potentially drive. You could parent your children. You can still do everything. It's like similar to a cup of coffee if you get the right dose in um, to where it's just barely there in the background, optimizing your experience. So it might help you resource your stress a little bit better. It might help you with your mood. It might help you focus and be creative with your work. It's, it's very, a very tiny amount that if you do with support and integration and you follow something and, and take note of how it's changing your life, you don't even need to do that huge of a regimen. You could do a three-month span and see amazing results for months, maybe even a year after the fact. Yes. And I think it's really also important to also put a a focus on that microdosing is not about getting high. And a lot of people who also use larger doses, it's not this, this, it's, it's not a party thing to do. It's actually to help your body elevate and heal. And in many cases, it's also real work. This is not something a lot of people choose to do to run away from themselves, numb themselves. This is what a lot of people choose to do to actually reconnect with themselves and their full potential. And of course, we have all kinds of different states of legalization or compounds are getting legalized in different places in the world. And every medicine is not for everyone. Every compound is not for everyone. I always, when people are interested in this and want to learn more, I, I like to guide them to experts such as yourself in my network to um, do a deeper dive mm-hmm. and then to determine whether this is something that may actually be good for them and whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's wherever they were in the world they live in, availability and legality. So there's a whole lot of moving parts to consider. But that being said, quite a few of these psychedelic compounds put our uh, brains into a state of neuroplasticity. And what I would like to know from you, Bijou, is how can microdosing mushrooms reprogram our neural network? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. I think that's when I got really interested in my research was the findings that had already been published about what it does in your brain. So it's turning off the part of your brain that's always ruminating and like focusing on the negative part. And and it's just reconnecting or connecting completely new neural pathways to where I, I love this one example that I that I heard. It was like, if you go down a slope in the same like ski pattern every day, then you only see such a small sliver of the mountain. But if you're able to go down a different way, then your mind just expands or your world expands. So psychedelics are like a fresh snow that goes over the the neural pathways or like the marks that you have made in the snow doing it thousands and thousands of times in the same place. And it allows you to go a different route this time. And Mm -hmm. that's what I love about it, especially myself. My brother has... um, has 
a brain damage disorder from when he was younger. And my dad is almost 80. And in order to aid with dementia and Alzheimer's, I definitely wanted him and other people his age to be interested and potentially look into what it could do for their brains. And it really helps people start communicating easier. They start um, seeing things. Your eyesight even improves. It's crazy how much did the different parts of your brain just come alive and turn on? Yes. And it's, there's, I've heard stories I've read about experiences or also anthropologists who talk about different cultures using different compounds, for example, right before they would go hunt <laughs> in the forest and the jungle, because it also helps sharpen the senses, sight, sound, your scent, all of that. So I find it, now that we actually have a lot of really good scientists look into all of this, more and more comes to light. And I think we it's a really great time to live in where we have access not only to this growing knowledge, but also where we're more and more getting access actually to these compounds and medicines. And I think... <laughs> There's a reason why all these different medicines and compounds now are starting to become more readily available and even legal. And I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I can understand the apprehension that some people might have. I had it myself. We've been telling or heard a lot of stories about these compounds for years and years, and they're very fear-based. And yes, I could understand that in the 50s, if scientists were trying to mess with these compounds and the reaction that people would have, I'm sure seemed a little bit psychotic to them. But honestly, it's just such an expression of your somatic movement of energy that now we realize that it's no real, not really a big deal and you're not going to jump out the window and you're not going to claw your face off, that it's really important that you find the right dose, that you know what your goals are, how it's going to affect you personally. There's so much little nuance, like how much personal trauma do you have? What are you trying to accomplish with this? What would be the potential correct strain for you? Let's uh, dose you little by little to where you really get to meet the mushroom. You respect it. You have an intimate connection with it so that when you finally do a big therapeutic dose, you can actually surrender and relax to it much easier just because you have established this rapport with it, basically, like your brain and your neural networks and your bodies just relax a little bit because it's not its first rodeo with this stuff. And that's the thoughtfulness that I hope that people take with this, that they don't just um, jump into this alone, getting random strains that they don't know how old they are or how powerful they are from a random grower and trying to do large doses by themselves without support, that's when things could go really wrong. That's when we would be getting the bad PR that we don't need right now. It's important that you utilize community with these medicines and you do your research and you respect it because it is quite powerful. So I appreciate your opportunity to be able to talk about this because that's what I'm really passionate about is helping people not make the mistakes that I did when I was experimenting by myself. <laughs> and now people can, everything in a sense, if you look at it with, in that context, happens for a reason. And the learning from mistakes is a beautiful thing and being able to share that with others so they may actually have more of a shortcut and not have to go through 
the mistakes is, is a beautiful thing. Something that you just said, where we take these medicines in a way where we commune in the case of psilocybin also with the mushroom, our nervous system gets to know it. I think uh, modern, especially urban humans, we've come so out of connection of commune, being able to commune with nature, observe, connect with it. I read a book a while ago that really blew my mind. You may know it. Narby's The Cosmic Serpent. No, but I'm going to add it to my list right now. Yes, I think uh, I'll just give a very brief uh, synopsis that won't do this book any justice at all. So I already ask forgiveness from the fantastic author, Jeremy Narby, and you in the audience. But Narby is a gentleman who went into the Amazon to study the plant life. And he actually lived with the indigenous people there. And uh, when he asked them how come they knew so much about the, the incredible vastness of the plant life there, they told him what plants told us about what we're supposed to do with them. Of course, coming from a Western perspective, he was like, whoa, this is whatnot. But then spending time with these very generous people who shared their lives and their knowledge with him, he actually came to some conclusions, also using psychedelics in his case, it was, I think, mainly ayahuasca, that indeed there are ways for humans to connect with this world that we are off. It's not us and nature, it's we are nature. And as soon as we can figure out to reconnect again, truly marvelous things can happen. And, and again, I'm not doing this fantastic book any justice. It goes much deeper than this. It's much more mind-blowing. He actually talks about what DNA truly is. It, I highly recommend it. I think you're going to love it, Bijou. But long story short, I think, yes, it makes total sense not only to have reverence and respect for whichever medicine we're going to take, but if we can, if it's, if it's a plant, if it's a mushroom, to also commune with it a little bit. To me, my perception of the world, it makes a lot of sense. There is a, a definite intelligence to the mushrooms and you can just look at any mushroom and tell how intelligent it is. It's been around, it makes up the entire world. It is just everything out here. And that's one of the biggest things that I've uh, had from my own experience, but also from my clients is that typically on either small dose trips or even big dose trips, there's always like a message and there is something that gets downloaded that is really interesting, very to do with that person. And it's typically pretty simple because we always try to make everything so much bigger and more complex than it needs to be. But these really beautiful, simple truths come through and something that you can actually hold on to and almost use as a mantra whenever you are in your normal day to remember to come back to the simple message that the mushroom gave you. And yeah, it's just so interesting to me. Some of the experiences that I've had and the information that I have gotten has really guided my life. I've listened to them and I've been really blessed because of doing that. And I know it sounds crazy and woo-woo, but from someone who was just so rooted in science and, and so not woo-woo to be now just my mind opened to this other possibility and this connection that I was really missing from nature, from the bigger picture, it made me feel like I was home again, even though not much had changed. Because I think we forget how much a part of everything we are 
And just that simple re-knowing and that memory really just makes us feel at home in our skin again in a weird way. That's beautifully said, Bijou. Yes. And to feel at home with ourselves, to feel at home with others and the rest of the world, it's a far cry from feeling like this isolated meat sack that is hurtling through space and a and an environment that's hostile to us. And that's what I just described. That's what a lot of people are experiencing, especially living modern life. You feel like you're getting attacked everywhere, whether it's the media and your daily life, the stressors, you look at the divisiveness in society and, and this feeling of disconnection from everything and also from yourself, from your own deepest truth. I think that's really at the root of a lot of the problems that we see today. And I think that's also where the great opportunity of healing, not only the individuals, but healing us as a human family comes in with regard to these compounds. And even if not everybody tries it, because also this is not for everyone, but Mm -hmm. even if it's just a, a crucial amount of people in the world, there's a certain tipping point where things just start to change. I'm an eternal optimist. I think we're living in an amazing time with a lot of a lot of peril, but also a lot of promise. So speaking about psychedelic experiences, uh, and, and you mentioned it before, a lot of people are afraid, especially this conditioning and this propaganda we got from the 1950s. <laughs> so a lot of people are afraid of a bad trip quote. In your opinion, is there such a thing as a bad trip? And if so, what are some things we can do to avoid it? I love that question. Um... No, I don't believe that there is such thing as a bad trip. I think that there are challenging trips. But when you work to properly prepare your mind and your body for the trip, and you have a knowing of what you're trying to accomplish with it, and you've done your um, job to prepare everything to where you feel very secure and that whatever comes up is supposed to come up and that whatever comes up is you processing it up and out of your body. So it doesn't manifest as disease or autoimmune or pain or depression, just knowing that even though it's coming up right now and you might have to deal with it for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, that it's best that it that it leaves your body. And when you feel like you're in a safe container and someone is holding space for you and that everything is okay, um, you typically have a much better experience no matter what's processing at that time. So a lot of times when people say they've had bad trips with my experience with some of my clients, it was that they were probably drinking and just taking a random amount of mushrooms at a show. And I like to tell them, the mushrooms don't know where you are. (laughs) They're just going to hypersensitize you and help you process some trauma. And if you happen to be at a concert and wasted, that, yes, that would be very traumatizing. And you can't really blame them or judge them on that one experience. Doing them in a really therapeutic setting with a lot of support and preparation almost guarantee that you won't have a a time that is re-traumatizing or a quote-unquote bad trip in my experience. Yes, mindset and setting is so crucial. And I think something else is also really important. And that is a lot of us are 
very afraid of losing control. So I knew, for example, when I went into my ketamine experience to be completely okay to let go of ego, to let go of wanting to control the experience because uh, what you resist persists. So if I'm anxious because I feel like, oh my God, I'm not in control anymore, it just gets worse. Uh, Instead of just going with the flow and also having prepared in advance certain little things that may be helpful, like maybe writing your body and looking upwards, a smile or conscious breathing, all these things can be very helpful. But especially for those among us who are really afraid of losing control, it's very important to be actually okay with giving yourself over to whatever medicine it is that you choose to take if that is is part of your healing journey and you described that there are certain things physically and mentally that you help your clients do before to prepare can you walk us through some of that Bijou, please mm-hmm. yeah microdosing can be wonderful especially if you do guided therapeutic sessions where you you potentially work with a therapist and they ask you very leading questions while you're a little bit more open up on a microdose and some deep seated issues like weird little seeds that were planted by random people in the past that are still affecting you today. They will rise to the surface. If you ask your body, it will tell you, we just are never quiet enough to listen to it. And with that support, you really understand, okay, is this a big enough issue? Is this a big enough block that I can just use a couple small doses by myself and somatically move them with um, sounding or with uh, a deep cry or moving my body or breath work or screaming and hitting a pillow even, or really just having a conversation with someone that is not really there, but you are just imagining it in a very visual way. It can be extremely healing all the way to the point where you realize that there's a big enough block where you might need to dislodge it or move it with a pretty big dose. And that is just uh, a ton of preparation in smaller trips that help you trust the mushroom, trust yourself, come up with your own mantra that you can say as you're going under, understand that when you do finally let go, that's when typically people experience bliss and euphoria and just getting your brain comfortable with that notion. Um, All of that really preps your body and your mind for a really successful trip. And then, like you mentioned before, extremely intensive integration, just so you don't have to do this very often. Like what I love about psychedelics, you can really just have a couple of experiences and really get at the root of what's bothering you instead of the band-aids that a lot of the that a lot of people are utilizing like alcohol or certain pharmaceuticals and then really experience some healing that can completely change your life and and not be dependent on things all the time. Yes. I had the the pleasure to talk to a really fantastic woman, Dr. Ellen Vora on this podcast as well. She's a psychiatrist. She calls herself a holistic psychiatrist, and she is a big proponent of psychedelics. She said that in her traditional training, she said, we're trained to prescribe patients these pharmaceuticals, but we're not trained how to get them off them. And there's a place and time absolutely for these pharmaceuticals. For example, 
example, if there's somebody who's been through so much trauma that the only way to start to face this trauma in a way where they don't get re-traumatized is by using these medicines for a certain amount of time, but certainly not lifelong, and then just keep numbing what ails you instead of actually experiencing what you deserve, which is profound healing. I think it's really wonderful that a lot of people who've been, so to speak, classically trained in Western medicine are now really opening up to and open about psychedelics combining treatments known treatments with psychedelics and really help patients experience deep and profound healing and release mm -hmm. yeah i i honestly believe that eventually when this becomes legalized that it will be the hand in hand that therapy will in fact for most people need some type of of aid or a catalyst for change. And what I, that's how I see psychedelics is that they are that kind of shaking of the snow globe that you need to actually move some stuff around rather than not being very honest with yourself and your therapist or constantly just, uh, reliving the same story over and over again without support to really get that almost jolt that you need to really loosen and open to really see some profound change inside. That's a, a hopeful thought that I have, but I think that's why so many therapists and even doctors are getting so excited because the results are undeniable. And especially since you you don't need very much and it's really rather inexpensive for, compared to being on the same pharmaceutical for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you said something before that I really found intriguing with regard to couple therapy. How can microdosing help create a deeper intimacy with ourselves and our partner? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know, you're in LA, you might know Layla Martin, but I realized that I had some deep issues connecting with my body and some shame programmed and some ideas from maybe exes in my past that were really affecting me today. And when you don't have the ability to form a really sturdy foundation at home at no fault, maybe to your partner, but to maybe your past, it's really hard for you to get that the depth that you might want in your relationship or the bonding or the trust or just the pleasure. Honestly, psychedelics opened me up to knowing that I needed to get support. So I went through Layla Martin's program to become um, certified in her program because it was very rooted in psychology and somatic healing. And I combined the two. Um, I just realized that to have a wonderful experience on earth while you're here, you can utilize your business and your relationships to just either transmute stuck issues and things that need to be healed, but also understand yourself, like really see what you're capable of and love yourself. And these big things are spotlights on the things that you need to fix. So working with your partner, just as simply as microdosing and being able to talk to each other about your experience is a wonderful way to integrate. But it also really starts like uh, wiping the slate clean of the issues that you guys might have had over the years with all the stress that is going on. But then that typically gets them comfortable enough with a very small dose, like a couple trip, where if you um, 
take like a two grams or less together and you work through some experiences with each other, that bond comes back. You start seeing them in the light that you saw them in when you first started dating. Your walls come down enough to express to them what you need from them or what has happened to you in the past that you might not have been comfortable sharing. And that vulnerability it is very hard to do at times by yourself with no aid. And once you experience that and the world doesn't end and things actually get better, it actually allows your brain to assume that if it does it again, not necessarily on anything, but just sober, that you might have the same experience or results. So it really is just this wonderful catalyst to get you com- more comfortable with sharing and connecting And a key here is really, you mentioned it helps the walls come down, daily life and daily stresses can just, you can just get stuck. You can be in a rut and the walls are so insurmountable, not just for your partner, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. And to get this break in the, in your thought patterns and the way you contract and to actually be able to open up, Mm -hmm. be profoundly reconnecting for one of the things that are most precious in your life, which is your connection to a beloved Mm-hmm. So I think there's also great promise for this in, in, in couples therapy, once it actually also becomes available easily for most people. I think that's a beautiful thing. In your mind, how are mushrooms and intimacy connected? I believe that mushrooms helped me find my body again. I know that sounds weird, but before I really felt, and I wasn't aware of this at first, but I felt like I was a head disconnected from my body. I definitely was desensitized in a lot of part of my body. I was very walled off about my feelings and my communication. I never felt safe enough to share what I wanted. I I didn't even know what I wanted. Yeah, the intimacy that I was able to reach after all of those little pieces started falling into place was, it makes me really sad to think that I would have ever reached the end of my life without experiencing this type of intimacy. And that's when I really started getting really passionate about it. Whether or not you're single or you're with a partner, chances are we don't support people with connection to their bodies in most of our society. The experience of being intimate with yourself, with your thoughts, with your body, with your emotions is just so amazing. And then you add your relationship to it and the deep connections that you can have. Even my ability to open up and talk to my family and friends completely changed. And I believe that the universe gives you the medicine that you need, especially if you ask for it. So I find it so funny that I had such an issue with intimacy and now my work is extremely intimate. Like every conversation that I have is so intimate and it's really the medicine that I needed. It's the constant reminder that when we are intimate with each other, when trust is formed, when walls are brought down, that experience opens and love and compassion and bliss are experienced. And yeah, it's it was really important to me in my path that I found mushrooms for that reason. 
And most of us were never were taught so many things in school or by our social surroundings that we truly don't need in, in life. And so many things that are actually crucial to have a fulfilled and happy and productive life, reaching our full potentials. We're never taught like the relationship to ourselves and our bodies, to pleasure, to connection, intimacy, into me, see. Even in our modern progressive Western societies, our relationship to our own intimacy, sexuality is really strange and disconnected <laughs> in so many ways. There's something else that is, I think, part of your realm and your practice that I'd love to hear more about. So what is uh, sex magic and how can we actually practice it by ourselves or with our partner? One of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah, it's so funny that me a couple of years ago would have never talked about any of this, especially publicly. But I, I definitely believe and there's more science backing this that When your brain actually has an experience, like a five sense reality experience, so that's you envisioning your ultimate self or your ultimate life, really imagining what that tastes like, what that smells like, what what you feel, all of that experience um, helps your brain believe that is possible. It helps your brain believe that it potentially already happened. And then you start acting as such. So you become more confident. You start seeing those avenues much clearer. And sex magic can either be done by yourself or with a partner. But what's interesting is that your body's vibrations, when you're laughing hysterically or when you're orgasming or when you're experiencing a high amount of bliss for potentially a psychedelic or just an experience in general, that's when one, you're much more open to the universe, but two, you are vibrating at your highest potential. And when you're thinking about your highest potential while you're vibrating at your highest potential, that really gives some oomph behind your desires getting met. And so it's one thing to be sitting in traffic and daydreaming about what you want and not really on a deep level believing that's possible to fast forward to potentially being in bed with your partner and both of you thinking about the same outcome and you experiencing an orgasm at that moment and that kind of power behind your manifestation is really interesting and does a lot to your brain. It does a lot to your body. It does a lot to your confidence. And there, I think more and more, we're going to start realizing and potentially doing more science, scientific research behind the importance of it. But yes, being in high vibrate vibration states or flow states while you're trying to imagine your ultimates or your goals is definitely something that can help and not hinder you. Absolutely. And you're infusing that, what you're envisioning, what you are creating with so much power and just such a vibrance. Let's face it, sex is about creation. It's the ultimate creation energy in a sense, Mm -hmm. especially if you think 
about it with regard to women. I and mean, we carry portals in ourselves. We can manifest life into this world. <laughs> so I think I have been quite fascinated by this for a while. And for those listeners who think, oh, this is a little bit too woo-woo or crazy, hey, just try it out at the very least. You're going <laughs> to be really good and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, a little side note for if there are any women out there that are concerned because they might be thinking to themselves, I've never really had an orgasm or that doesn't happen that often. That's some of the really fun work that you can do to resensitize your body, whether that be with psychedelics or with practices like jade eggs or whatever you'd like to really bring your attention back to your body and really know your body deeper because that's when your body starts coming back online. All that fight or flight that we've been just doused with our whole lives and steeped in, it really disconnects us from parts of our body because we are so focused on survival that if we do really focus on relaxing our nervous systems and we come back to focusing on parts of our body again, they resensitize and you'll have an easier time of experiencing more. And yeah, I think that it's such a beautiful point that you've made about the area of our body that so much creation does come from. And so even meditations where we're focused on that part of our body and using the power from that part of our body, it, it's really interesting what can happen with your connection to that part of your body. Scientifically, you can connect to parts of your body and they're showing the connection and how your brain lights up. And we're, I think, just barely scratching the surface of what all that means. Absolutely. And you spoke about sensitizing or resensitizing our body again so we can experience pleasure. I think so much of the messaging and so much of what we're, to use your word, also are doused with throughout our lives, men and especially women, about our sexuality, how we're supposed to look, feel, act, and you have learned to shame certain body parts or feel bad about them, or maybe even your entire body. It's no wonder that we feel so disconnected. There's nothing wrong with you if at this point you're not able to experience orgasms or even if you are never going to experience one. And there's nothing wrong with you if you experience 10 orgasms an hour. Just as long as you can connect with yourself or learn again to connect with yourself and listen to what you truly desire physically, mm -hmm. mentally, and spiritually. And instead of listening to the conditioning that we're now slowly peeling back these layers of all this BS that mm -hmm. uh, truly has been physical, mental, and spiritual abuse <laughs> masked as cultural norms. So yeah, again, interesting times we are living in. Bijou, I'd love to ask you a question that uh, I ask every one of my honored guests, and that's with regard to practices that have helped you to optimize mentally, physically, and or spiritually. Is there something you would like to share, aside from microdosing, of course? Mm -hmm. I would say for a person that was very city bound. I was very in, in city life all the time and accustomed to it and loved it. Always had headphones on, always had my phone in my hand, always wearing my watch and my aura ring and, and just surrounded by technology all the time. 
I would say one of the things that has been one of the most amazing things for my soul and my body and my mind has been nature bathing. So going out in nature and sitting for quite a long time and relaxing and feeling and hearing and not worrying about where I'm supposed to go or where my phone is and really just almost getting a little bit primal, like even laying on the ground and getting in the water and listening to all the little aspects of what's going on around me. That's been really important for my nervous system to be able to calm down and and normalize a little bit again. So that would be my number one hack. And good thing about it is that it's, if you find the right place, it's free. (laughs) So yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Bijou. And for people who'd like to reach out to you or learn more about you, where can they do? Yeah. So my website, um, storyxstyle.com has a lot of information. If they're interested in and just asking me questions or eventually working with me in a therapeutic coaching container, I can definitely talk to them about it. I'm very active on Instagram at Mushroom Mamacita. And yeah, I, I just love talking to people about this and I love getting them a little bit more comfortable with the idea of them incorporating these things little by little into their lives to see some profound change and real happiness. Thank you for having me on your show. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for joining me today, Bijou. I truly enjoyed our conversation to be continued. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. 